Hey, everybody. On this week on Building Your Wealth Muscle, we have Jessica Brothers joining us. Jessica, thank you for thank you for being here. Absolutely. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on, Pat. Absolutely. Um, now, what's interesting is we met maybe two weeks ago and we didn't realize we're basically neighbors. We live, yes. what, five miles from each other? Yeah, that's wild, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so not too many people that I talk to are also uh, here in Vegas. So Jessica is. So that's pretty cool. Small world. But, uh, Jessica, so tell us a little bit, uh, the listeners, a little bit about yourself before we dive in. Sure. Uh, I originally came into this this world as a as an artist, a graphic designer. I have my my BFA, and through my own struggles of nutrition, fitness, addiction no self-love. I've evolved into this addiction of health and wellness and the feel good of it and have dove so deep into researching and learning about it to teach others how to live on top of the world. And it's been, uh, it's been 19 years now since I started and helping others. And here I am today. So did you accidentally get into the fitness business or... Was it intentional 19 years ago? It was um, It was a shift I had a choice to make. I actually lived in Vegas. I had a graphic design job, uh, which I loved. And I moved back to Massachusetts and while finding a job in Boston out there, my uncle who owned a gym, who was a huge impact of fitness on my life ever since I was like eight, I think it was eight years old. He taught me how to do a bicep curl. I was addicted then. Um, <laughs> but he said, Jessica Rabbit, which was my name, you know, you've been in fitness your whole life. Why don't you just come work at my gym while you're looking for a job? I said, great, let's do it. Well, three years, four years, five years, six years later, I was still working there. And I had gotten so many certifications and learned so much that I decided to open up my own gym. So, what did you start as? At that point, were you certified for anything, or were you just doing administrative stuff for them? Yeah, so I was actually certified um, in yoga. I had done hours uh, about two or three years before I moved to Vegas. I lived in Seattle, and I did my, my hours. Uh, I found this yoga studio and, and fell in love with Gary Olson and did hours with him and teacher trained. It was phenomenal. Um, and, and beside that, my first love was martial arts. I'm a, I'm a black belt and I used to compete in kickboxing. So um, definitely certified badass there, man, right? <laughs> That's so cool. Do you still practice here in Vegas? Uh, I have, I am looking for a new sensei. So anyone who knows of a really good sensei, I am looking for one from Muay Thai. Uh, and if you know of a good place, please let me know. There's a guy at my gym I can, I can introduce you to. He's a competitive fighter. I just met him the other day. Uh, did I lose you? Oh, there you are. Yeah. Okay. There's a guy where? At my gym that I met. Um, he's a pro fighter. I asked him because he was, he was kicking the bag and it sounded like the bag was actually, he ended up breaking the thing. And I asked him, I was like, are you competitive? Like I literally went to the bathroom and came back and it was on the ground. And, but, um, I asked him, I was like, are you a competitive fighter? And he said, yeah. And he told me his studio and stuff like that. So I wow. can link you guys offline. 
That that would be phenomenal. I would really appreciate that. I miss uh, I miss training. I really do. Very cool. Yes. Um, yes. So, so tell us about your fitness business now. I know it, it sounds like it's evolved a lot over 19 years, but what is the program you're running now for your clients? Yeah. Uh, so I've developed four pillars, the four pillars that I implement that I, I, you know, I, I, whatever I practice is, is what I teach. Everything is through my experience has got me to where I am. And so I, I realized that I've implemented four pillars in my life and it looks different for everyone. Finding the balance of those four pillars for your life would be what your lifestyle, your healthier lifestyle looks like for you. So it's sleep is number one. That is the most important pillar. Um, and then I teach the second most important pillar is, is thought, your headspace, your mindset, whatever you call it, whatever you relate to, what you think about most on a daily basis and your emotion that's involved, that's evolved with that. It's, uh, it's so, so important. Um, and then the third one is nutrition. So the third most important is nutrition. Uh, and then the fourth most important pillar, and these are all from, from most important to least important, but all very important, is exercise. And you're thinking, wow, exercise is the least important pillar? Yes, still very important, but it is the least important only because if you don't get sleep, your body's not going to recover from it. If you don't have good thought, good mood, you're not going to accomplish much. And if you don't nourish your body properly, you won't get the results you're looking for. So jumping into exercise is not the way to go. It's you got to get the other three first. Um, and, and then the, the underlying factor of all of it, uh, my, my fifth power is our superpower is belief. And I teach that. So the programs have fitness, they have nutrition, I have cookbooks, I have mindfulness. Uh, I, I have everything that has to do with those pillars. That is currently what my platform, uh, if you dive in deep, that's what you will receive. So that's pretty cool. Cause like that seems to be the recurring theme of a lot of fitness professionals now, at least the ones that depending on whether you look at it from your personal viewpoint, like if you want to accomplish long-term goals, this is what you need. Um, I've also heard people from the other perspective, they more look at from a business decision. Like if I'm going to decrease my churn rates, I need to get people to buy into this for the long term, not just a quick result. Um, yes. So what would your advice be to like those business owners who are like, okay, I know that people need this, but they don't want it. Like they're not coming to me like, like if they want to lose 20 pounds and you'd start turn around and say, step one, limiting beliefs or something like that. They might be like, okay, next. So yeah. what would your business advice be to people implementing this? Absolutely. Mindfulness is not sexy. That is for sure. Selling, you know, mindset is, is, is not sexy. I've tried it, but when I put programs out there that have to do with exercise, people filter in. So I, I, this is what I will tell every business owner, bring them to your door, just get them into your door. What, and get them into the door with the sexy stuff that they think they need. Once they get into your door, okay, and this is because we're here to help people. We're here to help them out of their struggles. We're here to help them through their challenges. Once you get them in your door, give them the stuff they need 
and or what they think they want and what they think they need, but also give them, you know, the whole package of really what's going to shape them and educate them why. But you have to build their trust first. You have to get their attention and build their trust. You have to get them in there, in your door. In order to get them in your door, you have to reel them in with things that they really think they think they need. You know, the sexy stuff, the five, six pack abs in six minutes or, or whatever it is, you know, like, yes, everybody wants six pack abs in six minutes, right? I'm in. But as soon as I get in that door, I realize, well, in order to, um, you know, do that exercise every single day and actually get the six pack abs, I have to make sure my balance of nutrition and mindfulness or my thought process and, and my sleep is, is on point. So there's more to it. Still simple things that me, need to be implemented, but now I now have a greater understanding. So, you know, get people in with the sexy stuff, but then give them the wholesome once they trust you and you build that relationship. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. Because I, I was curious if you marketed that side of it or the sexy stuff. The sexy stuff. I've tried both. The sexy stuff brings it in, man. <laughs> It does. Okay. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, that's perfect. Yes. So, so th- we sort of just touched on it, but so is that one of the things that, what would you say one of the biggest things is with the fitness industry as a whole that they do wrong and you, you're doing differently and you hope more people start to implement in their business? Well, First off, I wouldn't say anyone's doing anything wrong. We all have our own unique way. But if you feel like you're not getting as great of a return as you should, think about how you're relating to people. Think about if you're speaking their language. Think about who you are talking to. Most times, not, and I've made this mistake, I've, I felt like if I narrowed my audience, I was missing out on people. But you can't please everyone. You can't be everyone's fan or everyone can't be a fan of you. You're, you're better off really focusing on your niche, being authentically you. That is, that's how you will attract people. It's the highest frequency we have as human beings. People feel good when you're in that frequency and you attract more people. So being authentically you, talking the way you just talk. Don't try to be so professional. Um, These are all things when I first started out, I thought I had to do, and it actually worked against me. So be more pure in who you are. Be more pure in your message. Always repeat the same message over and over. Make sure you know exactly who you're talking to. And every single time you go on live or you do copy for your ads, your marketing, or you're in your programs, say the same stuff. People, we... I have a favorite song I listen to over and over and over again. I don't get sick of it, you know? So realize that when, when you're on your lives or in your programs or doing what you do in front of your people, they don't get sick of you saying the same stuff over and over. They come to you for it. So remember that. Be authentic. Make sure you're speaking to your people and, and you're speaking in their language too, not using these big, big words. Um, and, I, and I know that you'll get a bigger return because honestly, that's what worked for me. So when you started out, you, did you have to shift into that or when did that, when did you make that? Because we hear that a lot, like be authentic, but I feel like that's, I don't know if you want to like dive deeper into that because I feel like marketing people say that all the time and I know, I think it's a challenge for some people and like, okay, like putting pen to paper, like how do I be authentic versus like, 
yes. I don't know, like the marketing side is, I think, opaque for some people. Yeah, uh, this is a great question because this really has to do with diving into who you are personally, who you are as, as a human, as, as uh, you know, this ball of beautiful energy. Like, who are you? Are you afraid to be you or are you being someone that you think other people think you should be? What kind of life are you living for yourself? Or are you living a life for other people? And I think when the further we are from ourselves in our own dreams and goals, the less authentic we, we come across. And, and it's not that we mean to always do that either. Sometimes we only realize that we're living someone else's life or someone else's dreams and goals. Um, but this is a good tell. If you don't like being alone with yourself in your own thoughts and you never make time for yourself, that to me is a tell sign that you don't have a good relationship with yourself. Interesting. So if you can't be alone with yourself, you're always looking to have, not that I love people around, definitely, but I'm okay by myself too. And I have my days, like yesterday was a day I left the gym and I was like, I just want to sit and go meditate by myself. I don't even want to be around people today. And that's rare for me, you know? Uh, but I used to be extremely uncomfortable with sitting with myself, being alone. I always had to be talking to someone or listen to music, having distractions. And um, I didn't love myself. I didn't know who I was. How could I love myself if I didn't know who I was? So personal development, back to that thought, mindfulness. It's really important to dive into starting that journey with yourself. Uh, we use everyone as distractions. We use our kids, our husband, our significant other, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our mother, our sister, our brother, our friends as distractions to keep ourselves from us and really going through the things that we need to work on with us. So that is, a, that is definitely a journey to go in deeper with yourself so you can show up authentically as yourself. So if you – I like that answer, but I guess if I was – a young fitness coach, what's the action step behind that? Because, what did you say? Finding a mentor. I like that answer. Because I was going to say, because I know for me, a lot of times I'll hear people give advice and it's like, there's, it's hard to figure out what the first step is when you're, especially as a young business owner, like you've a million things, you have your finances, your marketing, your sales, like all this stuff. And then like, you're like, what do I, what's my next step? So that's pretty good. I, I like that idea in general, like p investing in mentorship, coaching programs. Yes. Or even, help you. even just finding someone that you like, that's doing something that you're doing or you like their mindset and you follow them on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, wherever they catch your attention. Um, and, you know, find one person that you really, you're pulled towards that's doing something that you're, you want to be like or do and go all in with them. Don't use 10 different people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to start having resistance um, against and contradictions. And I found that it just waters down and you lose interest or it doesn't make sense or find that one person and go all in with them, dive deep with them until you graduate from them or... You don't. Maybe you grow with them. Who knows? But uh, right. absolutely. Well, let's pivot a little bit. I want to know 
and I know we talked about this before, so we have a lot of common ground, but I think it needs to be talked about in the fitness community as much as possible. So tell us from a business perspective how COVID impacted you. Um, were you virtual before COVID? Like, let's dive into the business side and we can talk about some of the uh, other. That C word. You know, it's, it's, it's now on the list of the other C words that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how did, first off, so I own a brick and mortar gym. I own a physical gym. I have since 2012. Uh, it started out as 900 square feet and I, I and two other gyms in a quarter mile radius of it. Uh, and I blew it up to six acres of commercial property, 11,000 square feet, fully designed by me, uh, Jim. Um, and this is in Boston area. This, yes, this is in Massachusetts. And as soon as I opened my brand new, beautiful custom facility, okay. That took me eight years to get into 11 days later, COVID shut my doors. And I stayed at open as long as I could. I even had an argument, a, a good argument. I always have arguments with my attorney. He loves me. Saying, I am not closing my doors. He said, Jessica, you might get arrested. <laughs> so I had to close my doors. And I'm not one to sit around. I'm always thinking, what's next? What's next? Uh, I had dabbled in virtual programs years prior, had started things, but the gym always took precedence, the physical gym. Sure. Well, now I feel like this was the point where the universe said to me, all right, you have your opportunity now to take this all online. Everything that you started before, let's give attention to that and grow that. So I was starting off in a brand new space. I had no clue how to market online. I had no clue how to even platform programs online. I mean, I knew social media, but I, I didn't take the time every day consistently to build it up. Um, so to me, it was a blessing. Yes, my doors to my gym were shut for almost a full year and everything I had built up pretty much got <laughs> squashed. Um, I had this beautiful new building, but the flip side, there's always a flip side, guys. There's, you can't have a negative without a positive and vice versa. When one exists, the other one absolutely always exists. So I'm like, all right, what is the positive to this? The positive is it pushed me into the online space, which supports me being the nomad that I am to move around, have a, my own schedule, reach more people, become international and worldwide, which was everything my heart really spoke to me about doing. So, um, you know, there's there's the flip side. I, I see it as a blessing in disguise. I really do. So that's pretty much how it's impacted me. So do you still have the gym in Massachusetts or did you I, sell it off? No, I did not sell it off yet. Um, I do have some people that want to buy it. They've offered to buy it. They have. It's a beautiful piece of property, uh, you know. So I, I've been approached by a couple people. Um, it is is not up for sale, and yes, I do still have it. And we started from zero members at the beginning of what year is it? Twenty twenty two. One. Yeah. So January, uh, like the first week of January of twenty twenty one, I was able to reopen my doors, and we started at zero members. I lost all almost 900 members I had. Of course, you know, a bunch came back when we first opened. But uh, yeah, we had to start all over again. It's wild. 
Jeez. Yeah. How is um how is Massachusetts in general compared to Nevada? <laughs> with COVID. Oh, with COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it feels the same, honestly. I'm one to put my energy into what I'm doing, into the people who I surround myself with. I don't even have a TV in my apartment. Even when I lived in Massachusetts, we had a TV, but I didn't watch it. I don't watch the news. I don't listen to the um, the news at all. I I This is really important real estate up here. I do research every single day on things that help me grow others. I don't clutter it up with a bunch of other stuff that doesn't serve me, my greater purpose to help people with their inner beliefs to live as their highest, greatest good. So to be honest with you, I'm probably not the best person to answer that because I, I'm the person that probably a lot of people look at funny because I don't ever wear masks anywhere. I walk in, no mask, smile at everyone on top of the world. Most people just smile back at me and I can see it in their eyes, but I love smiling. I'm not going to cover that up. I know my immune system. If you got your own mask on, great. It's freedom of choice. I support that, you know? Um, so to me, life is the same because I'm still doing me and helping the people around me. And I'm still walking into places smiling like I always was. The only time I'll ever put one on is if I'm going to get kicked out of a place that I don't want to be kicked out of. Otherwise, I will leave. <laughs> so, no, I, um, yeah, I think life, that's a great approach. Yeah. So life, life has been the same for me. It really has. The um, I had an episode. I forget the number. Let me try to find it real quick. Episode 11, I believe, with my friend Mo, he brought up a point that it was very interesting that um, doctors don't really, they just prescribe things. Like, mm. But one of his passions, and I, I feel like I'm getting the same from you, is that you guys are doing the work. Like when someone comes to them with all these problems, they leave with a prescription list. But like, you guys implement the changes to actually make them healthier. So that being said, I don't, as far as I know, you're not a, an MD, but like what I would imagine your clients are asking you, like from like the health perspective of COVID and the jab and all this, like, what do you tell them? What do you, do you just say, Hey, disclaimer left and right. But like, let's dive into that because that's highly controversial that, and I know we talked about this, like, all over the news, it took them two years. It's about being like, hey, you know, by the way, if you exercise, that's actually going to make you healthier. So mm. let's go yeah. down that rabbit hole because I'm yeah. sure your clients are asking it. And the fitness coaches listening, their clients are probably asking them too. And maybe they're like, what do I say? Yeah. So um, I am not a doctor. And uh, everything I'm about to say is my own opinion from research that I've been doing for, for years. And this is what I have learned. This is my opinion. This is my but choice. But your degree is in science as well as though, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you're not, you're not speaking completely correct. your own opinion. Like you, you're educated. That, yes. Okay. Yes. So I, I have educated myself, especially in the vaccination world. 
about, so one of my practices uh, on research is studying biology on a cellular level, that anything that enters our body, because I have an autoimmune disorder, um, anything that enters our body, how it interacts with our methylation processes, our cells, digestion, and our hormones, and, and all of that. Uh, it, it is a, a, a love of mine, and the things I've discovered from doing this type of education and research is just phenomenal. It's really not only helped me, but a lot of people that I've given advice to. When it comes to our immune system, it needs, just like anything in our life, it needs stress to become stronger. How do I get a stronger bicep? I add stress of resistance training, okay, for it to heal. It, it will break down a little bit, but will heal and will heal back stronger because your body's built to survive. So we'll always, it will always do the things to survive in the conditions you put it in. It may weaken for a moment, but it always comes back stronger. We, another superpower, we heal. We heal. Just like if you want personal growth. Challenges, right? You, you hear some of the biggest successes happening from the most detrimental, seemingly detrimental challenges people go through. It may weaken them for a moment, but they end up usually coming back stronger through that, that, um, that stress applied. Same thing happens with our immune system. Our immune system was given to us by the source of whatever you call it to protect us, okay? It is like our army. It is our security guards. It is our security system. Anything that enters our body, it says, whoa, wait a minute, you don't belong here. Get in line. Let's check your passport, okay? Um, and, 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 and makes everything go in order. So that's what keeps it strong. And whenever a disease, uh, bacteria, virus comes into it and the passport doesn't mean you can't enter, you know, our security system fights it and says, nope, let's suppress you. Let's metabolize you. Let's push you out. Half the time you don't even feel it. We have so much in our body that our immune system is keeping at bay. You, you wouldn't believe how much we have in our body right now. So I have found when you force something inside the body, whether you force a chemical in there or a modified food or a man-made jab per se, okay? All of these foreign things from jabs to food to medicinals, pharmaceuticals interfere with the natural process of our body. And... I don't want to go too controversial here, but when you don't allow the body to have that period of stress on itself to grow stronger, you actually weaken it. You actually weaken it. Because if I want, back to the bicep, if I want to grow my bicep, I can't just inject something. I can't just inject protein into it and it's going to grow. And if I keep doing that, um, you know, maybe I inject something that swells up my muscle instead. It makes it look like my bicep is growing, but I'm not using my bicep. So therefore it's actually getting weaker and it's, 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 it's not real. It's just not real. Um, and, and so I, by non-use of the bicep muscle, you know, we go into atrophy. It, it doesn't get stronger. It actually starts disintegrating and not doing its job.
So you think about that whenever we want to do that with anything in the body. When we don't put it through its natural form of stress to go stronger, it has its own form of atrophy. It will interfere with the processes of our body, actually break processes of our body, which creates symptoms of headache, insomnia, um, hypertension, OCD, anxiety. I mean, I could go on and on and on. What, migraines, whatever symptom that we go to the doctor for is a direct correlation to something broken inside the body, which honestly is just the absence of raw materials, which is micronutrients. You would be amazed if I gave you a couple micronutrients that your body is missing that your body needs to fix those processes, how quickly you would be fixed and feel whole and energized and natural and in that homeostasis. But most were not educated that way. So my view on things is more natural. That's why I'm holistic. I always say, hey, let's see if we can try to do this holistically first. Do your own research so you can make an educated um decision for yourself. And then you tell me what you want to do from there. I will guide you. I will support you. I will help you. But it's, it's in the end, it's your decision. You got to let people make their own choices. So do, do your, no, I, I think that's great. Cause I would imagine, I mean, everyone's calling it misinformation, which is basically like everything that isn't on CNN is misinformation apparently. But, um, I don't subscribe to that again, like just I, my degree is in biochemistry. Um, I switched into finance in 2010, but, um, I don't agree with like, like I put something jokingly on Instagram the other day, like apparently now the CDC is talking about natural immunity. It's like, what is going on? Like that, that was in my textbooks in 2000 and well, yes. graduated in 04. So a while ago, but, um, so I'm curious, like, what are clients asking you to be, like, a a valuable resource? Because at that point, like, again, like, Mo and I talked about it. People rely on you probably more than their doctor at some point. Some do, um, some don't. <laughs> so I'd be curious, like, how they, like, come to you for, from, like, a nutritional standpoint. Because I do agree. Like, I'm trying to think back. I don't know if a doctor has ever given me actual nutritional advice. You know, like other than just eat better, but, you know, the people giving that advice, sometimes they don't look like they're following it. So they have no credibility in that regard. Absolutely. And, and, and I believe they only take one class on basic nutrition. They're not nutritionists. They're not dietitians. They don't go to school for that. They go to school yeah. obviously for, for mainly pharmaceuticals, learning about all of that because <laughs> Because the whole agenda to become a doctor is written by the pharmaceutical companies. It's all supported. All. So, of course, it's going to sway on the side to support them. I mean, if I supported something that big, too, it would sway on my side, too. I can't blame them. Business is business, 100%. But, yes, people come to me when, when they don't want as much Western medicine in their lifestyle and they want more holistic, homeopathic, absolutely. And they want to do things through nutrition. Uh, yeah, I become a very valuable resource. Um, I've been doing it for myself for years. I got diagnosed with an autoimmune um, disease almost seven years ago. And I, I have a list of foods like this big that I can eat. Everything else outside of that list, I don't eat. 
because I get severe reactions. Um, you know, but I also supplement with supplements are important. And I'm sure you've heard controversy on that too. Supplements are a waste of time. Vitamins don't do anything. Oh my God, supplements are just a scam. And I will say it's a multi-billion dollar industry. A lot of them are a scam. Absolutely. But the real question here is, are supplements necessary? And my answer to that is absolutely 100% yes. They are your micronutrients, they are your raw materials that our body essentially need to do the processes. And a lot of us are missing out on so many of those because we have broken processes from our mother and father. We talked about this before we went on the podcast. And because our, our their, their nutritional intake isn't supporting it. Um, so yeah, people come to me, they want to know not only how to have better nutrition to feel better, but if they're having a symptom of not being able to fall asleep or they have major OCD or a lot of anxiety and stress, those are all symptoms of lack of raw material. So I help them implement a protocol to actually alleviate all of those symptoms, to get them on a more homeostasis uh, balance of their body. Because when you're there, not only can, is it hard for any disease, virus, or bacteria to actually survive in that type of environment, but you just feel so good. I mean, you feel good. How do you think your thoughts are going to feel? Your sleep's going to be. Your choices for nutrition are going to remain. And how do you think you're going to feel doing exercise and post-workout? I mean, everything is just going to heighten, magnify, and just brighten. And that's... That's, that's my goal for everyone to just be smiling and loving life for as many minutes and moments of every day. I think that's great. No, I, it's, I know we talked about this also, um, last, last time we spoke, I feel like the fitness industry will be, and I, I this isn't my original thought. Andy Frisella was talking about it, like the con, the, the advantage of the fear media for the last two years mm -hmm. is that it is putting a spotlight on people that may have not cared that they were unhealthy to be like, well, maybe I should get healthy. So mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more dollars continue rolling into the fitness and health space over the next few years. I, I um, agree. Which is good um, for everybody, both right. business-wise and it's fulfilling their passions in life to get these transformations. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's pivot back a little bit to the, the business side of things. Um, what are your personal philosophies on investing and building wealth outside of your fitness business? Mm. Building the wealth outside without using my fitness business. Is that what yeah, you're like, like how you take your profits and things like that? Like what are your outside? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So I am part of the 10X community, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, I guess the cult. Um, no, it's, <laughs> it's not a cult. I, I'm, Do you I'm want to explain what that is for I, listeners who may not know? So the 10X community is Grant Cardone. Um, I really relate a lot to his energy, uh, the way he teaches, uh, his technique. It's not for everybody, just like everything, everybody, everybody's not for everybody. So if you have resistance against him for whatever reason, that is fine. Um, for me, it works. I love the community. And he teaches really smart money. Like I had to unlearn everything my parents taught me 
of what and what keeps or kept me and keeps people in the middle class. And the thought that I can never be a special person, I can never be a wealthy person, I can never be rich, those are reserved for other people. Like these are the beliefs I was brought up on, that money is scarce, that you know money doesn't grow on trees, we don't have enough money for this, or you, know, you have to work hard to, to, to get what you want in life, which I'm not saying all those things aren't true, I'm just saying they're not completely true. What Grant in the 10X community has taught me and what I now implement is when I get profit, okay, I get a certain amount of it. I put it in my bucket. A portion of that bucket, I do put in a second bucket, okay? So bucket number one is the big bucket. Bucket number two is a smaller bucket. That smaller bucket is my play money. That is my fun money. This bigger bucket is investment time. This is what's going to create my passive income. So once that bucket gets to a certain amount to throw into an investment, I throw into investment. I don't let it sit in my bank account. I don't put it in the stock market. I don't put it into IRAs, 401ks, any of that nonsense. I put it into a real hard asset that grows with the economy. Like right now, real estate. Huge, right? Super, super mm-hmm. big. Um, but I've been taught that if you put it into a bank account, you know, $100 today is not $100 tomorrow, which is not $100 in a month because inflammation keeps going up. So what good is it doing sitting in a bank account or an IRA? That all flows with, you know, you, you only get, you get penalties on that. Uh, you can only make so much. There's always limits on that. Like, I don't like limits. I want to be in control of my money. So for me, I keep an empty bank account. When I say empty, a very small bank account, okay? Uh, so it feels like I have no money ever. And, and when I feel like I never have money, it drives me to go get more money, okay? So it keeps that constant goal drive. Otherwise, I get comfortable, like, oh, wow, well, I got this amount of money. I'm comfortable, you know? which is a danger zone because then I'm going to be comfortable and I don't want that type of action, a comfort action where I'm not really creating the momentum. I'm not helping people, you know? So right. I, I take my big bucket and I invest it into real asset and always stay broke, I guess is, is the model here. Always stay broke, put your money into something that can create passive income, invest in yourself, invest in things that grow with times that will, will create that passive income. So, that's my theory. So, so who's part of that financial success team? Obviously, you have Grant and his program as a, one of the mentors. Yes. Um, who are who are the others? Obviously, you mentioned you had a lawyer earlier that uh, helped you with COVID restrictions <laughs> or my COVID turn. compliance. Of course. Who of else course. is part of that financial success team? Yeah. So um, basically, uh, some people that I've met inside the Grant Cardone community. Uh, Grant is super valuable. All his programs are super valuable, uh, but nothing is as valuable as the network you create from within that community. Those relationships have changed everything in my life. And that's why I say find a mentor and go all in because you'll be become part of a community and those people in the community are the most valuable assets of your life. They really are because uh, you never know where they're going to take your life. You can't do things alone. You can. Let me rephrase that. 
It is so hard to do things on your own, alone. I've tried for years because I'm stubborn, independent, boss woman, that now I ask for help and I grow a, a networking community. So I, I do have some people, some experts in the financial field, the real estate field that sit at my table that basically that I go to um, that help me with, with all of this. And uh, Pat, maybe you and I can be talking more now too. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny you say that because, and I think you bring up a really good point about like the team approach yes. because most, most of the financial people I know, they, have financial people too. And people are like, wow, you're like an expert. And you're like, but it's, you need a third party opinion on your blind spots, on your emotional blind spots. Mm -hmm. um, like, cause I'll even get resistance with potential clients for me. It's like, well, I know what I'm doing. Like I know how to read a PL, I know how to manage money. It's like, that's true. But there's a value in someone else who has no emotional attachment to your situation to just yes. give you their opinion. So I for totally sure. agree. Like that's that's the whole point of financial success team. Cause like there shouldn't there should be someone checking my homework, your homework, someone else's mm -hmm. homework. Like it's mm -hmm. we we make mistakes. So it's huge and, to have multiple vantage points. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree more, Pat. Like I say a coach needs a coach. Like I need someone to look at my form too when I'm in the gym. I video myself yeah. and I'll show other people that I trust, like, how do you think of my form here? Like, because from an, I can't watch myself work out and I will slip into habits. We all do. We all need to be accountable to someone else too. A coach needs a coach. You think Grant doesn't have accountability partners? Of course he does. Of course he does. You know? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So this I, is... I, I agree. I mean, it's certainly like, I mean, I know the, the, I forget again. Like I listened to Andy Frisella a lot. I like his business philosophies. I think you mentioned you follow him as well. I've 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 scrolled through a couple times. <laughs> I love his stuff. He's uh, I don't know. I just love his his whole outlook on business and politics, everything. Yeah. I really love his stuff. That's great. Um, but I lost my train of thought. That's but right. he, I think he was. I think we were talking about. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, we were talking about, uh, I, I just answered the question about my financial, um, what, I, what I do with like my profits and stuff and uh, coaches need coaches and. Uh, yeah, I think I was going to reiterate something he said about how you need people overlooking mm. your own like uh, decisions and things like that. But yeah. totally lost my train of thought there. So. But so I think this has been super valuable. Let's let's try to recap with one action tip that you would give a young fitness coach to either help build their wealth or protect their wealth in their business. Like if they had to do one thing today, what would you recommend? Find the person that can pull you towards it. If you don't have a person that pulls you towards who you want to be, find them today. Find them and follow them. Make it part of your daily routine to listen to them, to mimic what they do. You don't, you don't have to recreate, you don't have to create anything new. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Find someone doing the life that you want to live and copy them. Obviously make it your own authentically, but uh, copy them. Perfect. So if, 
our listeners wanted to learn more about you and your company, what's the best way for them to find you? Sure. JessicaBrothers.com. That's the easiest thing to remember, JessicaBrothers.com. Or on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, you can find me at Jessica Brothers Life, L-I-F-E. So either one of those, uh, you can learn more about me for sure. And I believe you're you're running a program right now or an offer. Did you want to tell always, us a little about that? Always. So we have, um, I just partnered with uh, Irena and uh, she is a mental health expert, uh, brings a beautiful perspective, our two minds together when it comes to achieving goals. And anything that life has to do with is all about goals, being excited, being motivated, being driven, wanting to get out of bed in the morning, um, just loving life. And we are collaborating on uh, workshops, goals workshops. So uh, we just did our our first one on Sunday. It, we over-delivered by adding an extra hour and a half. People were loving it. We have our next goals workshop coming up, ready to be announced. And right now, if you commit now, we're giving um, a rate on our ticket that you will only get before the dates are announced. So um, that link right there, I believe I, I gave it to you, Pat. If not, yeah. uh, now I can give it to you again. And if you join now and get a ticket now to that goals workshop, you're going to get like the best possible price with the biggest package, all the free gifts. So it's, it's phenomenal. You got to do it, man. You just got to do it. Perfect. And so for everyone listening, the links to everything that Jessica's talking about will be in the show notes. So depending on when you listen to this, you might be able to take advantage of her offer. Yes. Yes. And there's always another workshop coming up. So that link will all for, for many months will be active um, as well, for sure. Yeah, and we're recording this the end of January 2022. So hopefully when you listen, this will be applicable. Yes, um, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for joining us on the Building Your Wealth Muscle podcast. Yeah, it was a pleasure. So much fun, Pat, as always. Absolutely. Thanks.